Hey, y'all. Welcome to Triumph Over Trauma, the podcast. Listen, y'all, I created this podcast because, like so many other people, I've had a traumatic past. I didn't always realize how those things affected me negatively and how I even carried them into my adult life. And so I wanted to create a space where other people could come and we could have candid conversations on how you identify trauma, how do you navigate it, and how you recover from traumatic experiences. If this resonates with you, then join me. I am your host and trauma survivor, Miss Eve McNair. Let's get into it. Do you know in African cultures, especially the Zulu tribe, when one greets another, they say Sawabona, which means I see you. When was the last time you were seen or felt seen, heard, or accepted for who you are? Well, today we're going to explore what it means to be truly seen and heard, regardless of your background, who you are, and what you've experienced. Everyone deserves an opportunity to show up, to be visible in their full God-given potential. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Happy New Year. Listen, I know we're four weeks into the month. January has uh, just about five weeks. And so although we're four weeks into the month, I'm still saying Happy New Year because this is the first month of the year. Now, speaking of the new year, it is said that by the 19th of January, most people have already relapsed on their New Year's resolution, Uh, whether their resolution was to uh, lose weight, work out more, spend less, or just eat healthier, most people have begun to relapse by this time or by the 19th of the month. Before the new year came, I had resolved that I didn't want to make another resolution. I said to myself, instead of a resolution, I want God to give me a revelation. I want him to give me something or reveal something to me that's going to change the way I think, act, and live. I said, God, I'm ready to see you in a greater way, and I'm ready to be seen in a greater way. What I've come to understand, though, is that being seen requires a level of vulnerability that I was not comfortable with, right? Because although we know that God sees all and knows all, sometimes there are parts of us that we think are hidden from him. And there are parts of us that we hide from others. And so to be fully seen, sometimes that means we have to be fully transparent. We have to be fully visible. For me, this is difficult because I grew up in environments that subscribe to the motto, be seen and not heard. And so there is this tendency that I have to shrink. There's this tendency that I have to remain invisible, verbally to remain invisible, physically to remain invisible, emotionally. There's this tendency that I have to shrink into those comfort zones or into those boxes I was prepackaged in, right? And so I understand that that means this is going to be challenging for me. And I'm reminded of a story in the Bible where a woman was not only fully seen by God, but it empowered her to show up and be seen by others as well. So today's topic is I see you. But first, let's go over this Bible story because I want to encourage you to allow yourself to be seen fully as you are, flaws, failures, and all. Okay, so about this Bible story, John chapter 4 records a conversation or an interaction between Jesus and a Samaritan woman. Now, the Bible says that Jesus is on his way to Galilee, but he must need stop in Samaria. Now, typically, the Jews would avoid Samaritans altogether. In fact, if they were en route to Galilee uh, and they would they would choose not to go through Samaria. They would actually go to the east part of the Jordan River and cross that way. They would avoid the Samaritans by any means necessary, pretty much. So the fact that Jesus was on his way to Galilee and chose specifically 
The Bible says he, he must needs go. It was imperative for him to go to Samaria, right? Uh, and so the Bible says when he arrives, his disciples go into town to buy food. And in the meantime, Jesus sits down by a well. The Bible says that he takes a rest when all of a sudden a woman comes to draw water from the well. Now, the unique thing about this woman at the well is that she came during a time of day when no one else was expected to be at the well. The Bible says she comes at the sixth hour. This was the hour of the day, like around 12 p.m. our time. And this was the hour, hour of the day where it was the driest and the hottest. Most women would either come at 6 a.m. before the sun rose or right as the sun was rising or 6 p.m. as the sun was going down to avoid the scorching temperatures. But this particular woman uh, took extra strides to be unseen. There was a reason why she was eluding interaction with others. And we'll get into that as the story goes on. She gets to the well, proceeds to begin to draw water. And Jesus says to her, give me a drink. And she like, hold up. <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase. She says, you are asking me for a drink of water? Because again, the Jews typically didn't have any interactions with the Samaritan. And she was clearly a Samaritan woman living in Samaria. And Long story short, there is a conversation that begins to proceed between Jesus and this woman. Now, there are so many things that jump out about this woman's story from the beginning. She came to the well where, when most people were not there. She came to the well expecting not to be seen. She was comfortable with being unseen. Now, the conversation that she has with Jesus kind of breaks down the why, the reason why uh, she was eluding the eyes of others, right? Now, you, you might be thinking, what does this have to do with being seen, with being vulnerable? Well, as the conversation goes on, Jesus asks her to call her husband, right? <laughs> and come back. He says, go get your husband and come back. Here's where something remarkable begins to happen. The woman answers truthfully and says, I have no husband. To which Jesus replies, True, you have no husband. The, you've had five husbands, and the one you have now is not yours. <laughs> like, whoa. Let's park there for a second. She came to the well just for a drink of water, and here she is confronted by the reason for her elusive behavior. She was purposely eluding the others. She had had five husbands, and she very likely had a reputation for having been divorced that many times. See, back in the first century, women were often married off by their fathers at a very young age. It is very likely that she may have outlived some of her husbands. Also, not to mention, during that time, men could initiate a divorce um, without explanation or justification. So it just so happened that she had been divorced five times. Um, the Bible doesn't go into detail as to why she was divorced, whether her husband's died, nor does it um, state that she was promiscuous or anything like that negative about her character. I, we kind of look at it like that. You know, she'd been divorced five times. Something got to be wrong with her. But we don't know the background as to why she was divorced. In any case, she was divorced five times. 
times she had five husbands and the man that she was with currently wasn't her husband. And so when Jesus responds this way to her, she's like, wait a minute, you must be a prophet, right? But this is what I want to focus on. At this point in the conversation, the woman believes that Jesus is a prophet, but soon she learns that he is the Messiah. The Bible says that upon this revelation, she leaves her water pot that she was going to draw water with. She leaves her water pot and goes into the city and begins to tell everybody that she has just met the Messiah. She specifically says, come see a man who told me everything I had ever done. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Bible says that she responded to, to Jesus in truth and Truth takes vulnerability. She had to be vulnerable with her past. She had to be vulnerable with her trauma. See, we got to get to the point where the truth about our past does not negate the truth about how Jesus sees us, right? All it took was one encounter, one revelation as to who Jesus was that changed the way she showed up. The Bible says that she left her water pot and went to the town and began to tell people, come see a man who told me everything I've ever been, I mean, everything I've ever been through. She didn't care how they viewed her. She didn't care about what they thought about her. She didn't even care about their, their opinions. She left all of that behind. See, she chose to show up in all that she had been created to be, right? She chose to show up in her fullest potential. She actually became an evangelist for the area and began to win souls to Christ. You never know what a revelation from God can do for you, how it can change the way you show up, how it can change your visibility in this earth. Once she had this encounter, once she had this revelation, and that's what I endeavor to obtain this year. I endeavor to obtain a revelation from the Lord, so much so that I care not about my past, my failures, my weaknesses, that I care more about showing up to be fully all that God has created me to be, to reach my potential so that my past no longer controls me, right? So that I do not hide, so that I show up fully as I'm meant to be. And see, what I love about this woman's story, again, I want to keep saying it, is her 360 change. Uh, first of all, because I can identify with some of her behaviors, especially the behavior where she wanted to remain um, invisible, where she went out her way to be elusive, right? Because I can look back at areas of my life where I didn't always want to show up at th with the call of God in my life. I didn't always want to show up in my full potential, whether it be because of people's opinions or expectations, or even because of my own past traumas or failures. Sometimes you look at yourself and you're questioning, who am I? to show up with the call? Who am I to show up in, in with an anointing or with this new strength or with this new power, right? Who am I to show up, especially if people have seen you at your worst and you have to present yourself to those very same people and you know that they're going to be thinking like, who she thinks she is? And sometimes you're asking your own self that, who do I think I am? Um, who am I to be this, right? And I'm reminded of this poem by Marianne Williamson. Um, I think it's called, um, Who Am I Not To Be? The poem goes like this. It says, who am I not to be? Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And baby, let me tell you something. 
this Bible verse or a passage plus that poem literally sets a fire under me because I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you do get in those funks and you're like, who am I, you know, to be this or to show up in this way? Who am I to, you know, rearrange my life and do a 360. Sometimes you are looking at yourself with an inappropriate lens or with the lens of your past or through the lens of your failures or the through the lens of your weaknesses. And what I so love about this woman's story is it's as if Jesus uh, readjusted or recalibrated her lens the way she saw herself. Because when she went before those town people and told everybody, come see a man who told me about, you know, everything I had ever done. She didn't care about what they thought about her, how they looked at her, how they viewed her, you know, any of that. She was like, listen, I'm on a mission to tell somebody what God did for me. Right. And that's how we got to be about our own business. We got to stand on business this year and the year to come. We got to show up in all of our potential, all that God has called us to be and is calling us to be, regardless of our past, our, our, our failures, our problems, issues, you know, whatever we have allowed to be an excuse or a reason to hold us back or a reason for us to be unseen. Now is the time to be visible. Visible. Visible with our talents, our gifts, our abilities. It's as if the world is saying, show me what you got, right? The Bible says that, to, the Bible says to let your light so shine before men that they may glorify your father in heaven. How can I give God glory for you if I can't see you, right? How can I give God glory for you if you don't show up? I don't know what God has done. I don't know that he's able or capable of doing for me what he has done and you, if you don't show me. And so the question remains, well, how do you go from living behind the scenes or in the shadows? How do you go from being unseen to seen? How do you go from being unheard to heard? Um, I think there's a work that needs to be done. And I think that that work starts with identifying where in life do you feel unseen? You know, do you feel unseen and unheard in your friend groups? Do you feel unseen and unheard in your church? Do you feel unseen or unheard, um, you know, at your work? Um, do you feel unseen and unheard in your relationships or at home? Where are you feeling this? Um, you have to first identify the, identify those areas, right? And then I, I feel like once you can identify those areas, you have to say, wait a minute, do I see love and appreciate myself first, right? Am I loving on me? Am I? Do I appreciate me? Do I see me for who I am? Have I taken stock of all that I have to offer, my talents, my abilities, you know, my capabilities, um, my gifts, you know, have, have I measured myself? Do I see all that I'm capable of? Do I know my full potential, right? And sometimes we're in the process of reaching our full potential, but do you realize what you're capable of, right? Because I feel like um, when you know this about yourself, first of all, you're less likely to kind of um, seek validation and affirmation from others because you know, you, you you say to yourself, well, I know what I have to offer. I know what I bring to the table, right? Which leads me to my next point. Know your worth. Know what your value is. Know what your contribution to those groups are, To whether it's your workplace, your um your your church, whether it's your relationships, um, your friend groups, you know, or, or, or wherever those places that you've identified where you're not feeling seen or heard, know that you have value, that your contribution to these places matter, that when you come, the atmosphere changes, you shift atmosphere, the environment is different because of you. You have so much to offer, so much that you bring. Uh, people are elated to see you. You 
add to people's lives by being there, right? So, but you have to know that. And that, that means that you have to identify it. Sometimes if you've been in places where you've been treated poorly, you've been undervalued, sometimes you take on that mindset where you undervalue yourself and you don't even take the time to explore all that you are. You don't even take the time to explore all that you can, you, you have to offer and you begin to undervalue yourself. And in doing so, you tell others to do the same. Um, so you have to know your own worth. And once you know, like, listen, I know what I have to offer, right? Once you identify what your talents and gifts or capabilities are and all that God has placed inside you, then you got to be willing to put yourself out there. That is the work, right? You got to be willing to be transparent and vulnerable. And like I said about this woman's story, when Jesus asked her to go get her husband, she was honest. She said, listen, I have no husband, right? Now that may be... That may have been hard for her to do because of her past, but we have to come to the place where regardless of, of what our past or our, our weaknesses, our insecurities are, we still can be transparent. We can still be vulnerable and say, listen, I don't have it all together, but I do know that I still have value, right? I do know how to respond in truth. I do know how to show up authentically as myself, right? So that means being willing to put yourself out there because regardless of where you've been, what you've been through, what you've experienced, you know, all of those things, you still matter. You still have value. Your contribution is still significant to the world. Um, and then you have to take action. Taking action to me means if you've done all of that work, you've identified where in life you feel unseen, you 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 know that you see love and appreciate yourself first, you know your worth, you're willing to put yourself out there, you've actually done that work. Um, taking action means that if you're still, even after all of that, remain in places where you're underheard and undervalued and unseen, then perhaps you have outgrown that place, right? I, I'm a firm believer that we evolve, we change, we mature, we grow. And that means our needs do as well, right? And maybe the place where you where you first found yourself or, or those places where you first originated, you have now come to um, outgrow them and your needs have changed. And now you need more exposure or you need... Um, more opportunity, right? And there's nothing wrong with that to showcase your gifts. You need more opportunity to 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 show up as who you are and to 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 offer more. Maybe you just need more outlets and there's nothing wrong with identifying, hey, wait a minute, okay, this particular place in my life does not offer me the opportunities that I need to show forth all that God has put inside of me, right? Now, I'm not one to like cut people off and um, disconnect because because we all need each other. I'm a firm believer that I need you, you need me. But I do believe um, that our needs are ever changing and ever growing. And it is up to us to identify places that meet our needs, right? Um, just like you, you, when you go to the shoe store, you don't pick a size that you know you can't use. You don't pick a size of shoe that you know you don't need. You pick what fits you. And so we have to be um, proactive in picking what's, what fits us in our as our seasons in life change. We have to pick what fit, fits us, right? And so pick what fits you. Take action this season or this place. In this season of my life, I may have outgrown or I may have changed. And so now I need more, right? But that starts with taking action. Again, the steps are identify where in life you feel unseen. See, love, and appreciate yourself first. Know your worth. 
also be willing to put yourself out there. And lastly, take action. Listen, guys, I hope that this has been helpful to you. I hope that you are encouraged to show up in all that you are. I want to see you and hear you. The world needs to know you and to hear your voice and to witness the glory of God that is inside of you. Remember to show up. Remember to be authentic. Remember to be visible, even if it means being vulnerable. Listen, I'm going to pray out because I know that God is able to make us abound in all things. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for these people whom you are not only healing but you're revealing you're getting them ready for the next season of their lives i thank you father god that you are strengthening them and encouraging them to show up in life the way that you have designed them to i know that the best is yet to come and we thank you in advance for it in jesus name we pray amen Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in today. Listen, don't forget to check out the show notes. Each episode has its own show notes. At the bottom of the page you are listening on, you should be able to click on the, click on the episode and scroll all the way down. You will see some pointers uh, regarding the, today's episode. You'll also see some tips, tools, and resources regarding finding your own therapist in your area, as well as some of the books we're reading uh, for our trauma healing journey. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can find my contact information there as well. Or you can email me at booking, B-O-O-K-I-N-G, Miss Eve, M-S-E-V-E at gmail.com. I will take a look at your um, email and see if you can be a part of the show. Uh, again, that is all for now. Don't forget our key scripture, 2 Corinthians 10 and 14, now 2 and 14. Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Thank you and have a good day. Bye.